So my name is Steve Rowan, and uh, I do a paranormal podcast called Spirits and More Radio, and I also do Spooks and Spirits Presents, which is a haunted pub crawl in San Diego, downtown San Diego. So um, on my pub crawl, uh, I share my stories that things have happened to me, but people share their stories as well. Um, I had a really compelling, interesting story that just came through this weekend. Oh my God. So I'll share that with you guys right now. So usually at the beginning of my tour, I ask if anyone, you know, if you're a skeptic or you believers, have you had something happen to you? Yeah. And a lot of times people will say no, but by the end, when other people start to reveal stories, they say, well, there is something that happened to me. We talk about this in our podcast too. Yeah. So, so anyway, so what happened is, uh, this was two people that work at a hospital in Palm Springs and both of them were nurses. So um, this Filipino guy who was a nurse, he said, you know what, something did happen to me that was unusual. We had a patient, elderly lady who was terminally ill, and she was in one of the rooms and she was my patient and I would go and take care of her. And there were other patients on the floor in different rooms, but those patients would come and go. So the lady that's in, move in and out, you know, not die necessarily, but like come in and leave for, you know, they're fixed and temporary. So um, the lady he was taking care of didn't necessarily know who was on the floor with her. So what happens is one day she says to him, you know, she saw someone's here for Mr. Davis in room five. And the nurse, this guy who told me the story, he said, uh, he said, okay. And then within an hour, that guy died. So it was really weird. Everyone has a ghost story. It might be an urban legend you heard in a sleepover, or that time you saw a family member appear and disappear in a blink of an eye right before the hour of their death. It might not even be your story. We all have ghost stories that have crawled into the deepest parts of us and never let go. If you're lucky, then these stories may not have involved you in the first place. Cross this threshold with us as the nights get a little longer and the veil gets thinner with the Saturday Night Ghost Club on Holly Weird Paranormal's Patreon page. Want to hear these sidewalk ghost stories? Become a Patreon today at www.patreon.com forward slash hollyweirdparanormal for as little as $1 or more a month. Saturday nights on Holly Weird Paranormal's Patreon page just got even more spooky. Come and join us as we cross this creepy threshold to tune into these creepy stories and more of Saturday Night Ghost Club. So join us if you dare. Jesus. So Tammy has me doing this intro again for another episode of our listeners' tales, which I love to hate. Look, I'm gonna be real, but if I have to read or sit through a haunted tunnel tour or a haunted hospital story or another trail of tears story, what of them? I am out. Uh, wait, what is this? Oh, is this the entire list of the stories we're reading? Oh my god, it's so. What the. F-
Yes, all you Holly weirdos, it's about that time for our listeners' tales segment. This is our fourth installment of collections of ghost stories that were submitted by our listeners. And trust me, they're quite scary. And of course, based on the fear in Bryce's voice, they're pretty intense. We talk about a haunted trailer in Mississippi, another submission by one of our Pottern friends from Two Girls on a Bench, and another one about Richard Ramirez's house. You definitely don't want to miss these ghost stories that we're dying to share, no pun intended. So grab your sage and your crystals, curl up in bed, and be sure to keep all nightlights on. For this is part four of our listeners' tales. Guys, I love these types of episodes. Yes. Bryce, not so much. I actually do, though. <laughs> I hate that fear, but I love hearing like people's actual stories. I think that is always the thing that draws me to like any kind of paranormal. Like, if I'm personally experiencing it, that's not great. Yeah. But <laughs> I love because we were just talking about this, uh, and we bring it up all the time anyway. But everybody that we talk to, like when you bring it up, you're like, oh, I do this podcast. It's about like true crime and paranormal. They're like, oh, that's really interesting. You know, I have a ghost story, and you're like, yes, I love it. It's sort of like this little unifier. Yes, and like they kind of like check in with you to see if you're gonna like judge them. I'm like, no, I no. I want to hear. It. And they're like, sorry, no, that sounds crazy. I'm like, I don't think it sounds crazy. Like I believe you. Yeah, and I I ask because I want to hear it. And I, like, everyone yeah. has one. Everyone does, and I I love the fact how our our, uh, podcast has created like a safe space for people to send their stories or even Aww. share them. It, you know, that's what I was inspired by Art Bell with Coast to Coast. Like he really yeah. was the forefather of like doing that for people mm-hmm. who had like paranormal, demonic, or UFO, extraterrestrial mm-hmm. experiences. And he created this beautiful safety net for all of these individuals to come in, even if people just like just needed just to share their emotions and feelings on it when no one else wanted to listen to them or couldn't listen to them or didn't want to. Mm. He created that space. And then you have Tony and Jenny from Ghost Stories Online, real ghost stories online. And I was really inspired by them too. And it's just like, we really, from the bottom of our hearts, love receiving your ghost stories, to which is why we collected a heap of them since April yes. of 2019, guys. Like, you've responded, you emailed, and I told you in those responses, we're going to save these for our part four. Yes. And here we are. Yay. During the spooky month of October, why not do a part four of our listeners' tales? Yes. Bryce. Tammy. Shall you do the honors of I the will. first story? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, so this is from, well, actually they say their name in the story, so I will just read that. Um, the title of this email is, boy, do I have a story for you. Who is it by? Who is uh, it by? This, it just says my name is Jax. Jax Love is it. one of our avid listeners. Hi. What's up, hon? What's Hi. up, boo? Um, hey guys, my name is Jax and I've been listening to y'all for about a week or two. I, oh, that's so sweet. Kind of stumbled across you guys, and you're both amazing and hilarious. I'm almost done binging on your podcast. Something that caught my attention was how y'all let your fans tell stories. I have a story that is kind of similar to Bryce's when he was in Indiana, I believe. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Here goes. Buckle up. So, take this... 
Um, so this takes place in Hattiesburg, uh, minus a few years ago. I live in PA now, but I had a stint in, oh, MS. Minnesota? What's MS? Mississippi. Mississippi? God, I'm really dumb. It's great. I live in PA now, but I had a stint in, I'm going to say Mississippi. Mississippi. By the way, Tammy, New Orleans is great. Anyway. Mississippi, yeah. I'm staying the night with my best friend and her boyfriend in their trailer. There's another trailer maybe 50 feet behind it, and another trailer maybe 100 feet behind that one. That one has been abandoned for a long time. Okay, first of all, you're too close to an abandoned trailer. Like, minimum 150-foot radius. Yeah. That's your first mistake. But go on. So we're in this trailer. Um, I know. That one has been abandoned for a long time. I love all things paranormal and sometimes go looking for trouble. Oh, Jax. And this is where it all begins. So my BFF, her girlfriend, and I head to this trailer. There's no power, nothing. Weird thing is the clock on the stove was on. Oh, my God. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Weird thing is the clock on the stove was on. Weird, right? So we're in this trailer and it just feels strange. We actually had a small video recorder that we brought with us that comes later. I'm asking questions and we're recording. Nothing strange happens. The atmosphere just feels weird. We head back to the trailer where the bedrooms are. There's one room all the way straight back that gives me a horrible feeling. I'm pretty sure that room was a vortex of sorts. And you'll understand why I say that later. Um, At this point... Nothing real weird is happening. We decide to leave the recorder in the hallway in between all the rooms, and we head back to our place. An hour and a half later, we go back to get the recorder. It was late, and we really didn't want to go back in there. We run in, get the recorder, and head back. Now, this trailer is kind of far from the road, so you're not going to hear cars pass, radios, none of that. My BFF's girlfriend starts listening to the recorder. Long story short, we hear noises. It sounded like walking on hardwood floors, and these floors are carpeted, FYI. And lastly, we hear music, old-timey music. This scared the shit out of us. It felt weird going in there, but this was crazy. So we get done listening, and all of a sudden, I get this urge to go back there. Call it a possession, if you will, because there's no way in hell I wanted to go back. But something was pulling me to that trailer. We all start walking back to the trailer. It's dark, late, only the moon is shining. I feel like I'm being... Oh, my God. Oh, no, it's no, like no, no. it's like out of a Stephen it's so King bad. novel, right? I feel like I'm being pulled towards the back of the trailer. Uh, Come wait. float with us. Yeah, we're outside, not inside, toward the outside of the vortex room. And I shit you not, there um, is a crouching <laughs> black figure. As it slowly rises, <laughs> my friend left my ass and I couldn't move. I was frozen watching this thing slowly rise. Oh hell no! As it stood all the way up, I swear on my grandma's grave that this thing. Oh god! When they, when you when they say that, when they swear on their mama's grave, you know that oh, that's some serious shit. This is so creepy. Yeah. Uh, the thing spread its wings, and it was at that moment I wasn't frozen anymore it took one step towards me and I hauled ass I didn't sleep at all and I never went back there again I've seen ghosts and had this had things happen but this was not natural it was terrifying and we never spoke about it again I don't go around telling this story it's scary as hell I've got goosebumps now and then she put the little closed eye flat mouth emoji which is my favorite emoji. yes that's Bryce uh yes me every time <laughs> uh I hope you guys enjoyed this I know Bryce did lol keep up the good work guys I have more stories I will email them in time thank you guys for being awesome in the Tammy and Bryce voice bye <laughs> um, thank you so much Jax wings is fucking terrifying yes that's so fucking creepy it's, it's, yeah, I, <laughs> Jax goes on and, and like swears on her grandmother's grave yeah. that this is something legit that she caught. 
That's gross. I wonder what that could have been, though. I wonder if it was something that someone summoned or maybe something happened there inside mm. that trailer that was traumatic that may have created a tulpa, uh, you know, just a collective source of all these, like, deep and very horrible energies that created this entity. Who knows? I know what I'm about to create, and it's a trailer bonfire. <laughs> That seems fun, right? <laughs> Just burn the damn trailer. Local boy goes on an <laughs> arson spree. <laughs> we um, captured an arsonist right here, guys. Yeah, well. You know, just like, there's a reason why all these little fires happen. Because of Bryce. You're welcome for keeping you safe. It's there you fine. go. <laughs> oh, that well, is that so was creepy. Jax's story. I mean, more power to Jax for going in and investigating. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Just going in yes. and, you know, you have a lot of guts doing mm-hmm. that and just going to collect that evidence because you felt like there was something mm-hmm. there and you, you caught it pretty yeah. much. Thank you so much for that story, Jax. And please send more over our way so I can have Bryce read them, of course. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> Nothing with wings, please. Thank you. This next story is from our girls, from two girls on a bench. Oh, I love them. Trisha and Sienna. Hi. So this is from their email that they sent after um, one of our episodes where I had um, shared a story about an entity that I thought and had validated was around the apartment that was linked to a suicide in our building. Mm. So this entity, you know, I mentioned in this um, episode, I can't remember the name of the episode, but um, would turn on the TV. Mm -hmm. So Trisha and Sienna, right? Hey girls, so I have a similar story for when you have a moment. So my TV has been turning on in the middle of the night, usually around 4 a.m., loud enough to wake me up. First, it was on a sports channel. I thought my kids got up super early and snuck down to watch TV. And when I went to tell them to shut it off and put them back to bed, there was no one there. The TV is in our family room. No one has TVs in their bedrooms. The next night, it happened again. This time on a dental infomercial. That is just what you need, a straight ghost. Sports and <laughs> dental channels, like, goddamn, get Liberace up in here. Seriously, oh, then it would be loud. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm late scheduling our appointment, so I left, thinking maybe it's a reminder. Nothing happened for a few weeks until last night. I was watching random TV until around 11 p.m. Quietly, as I was kind of dozing off i turned it off and went to bed i don't typically put the volume higher than 20. the tv turned on again by itself at 4 a.m it was playing a song super loud and i know i didn't have it turned up that loud when i went to bed it was up past 30. at first i thought it was my husband aaron playing music in his office across from across the hall from our bedroom but then i noticed he was sleeping next to me Mm-mm. i went to the family room i made a point to look at what was on the credits to a movie on hbo called five flights up were rolling never heard of it i haven't heard of it either but the song playing as they rolled was Van Morrison singing, Have I Told You Lately That I Love You? Something I absolutely have heard before. Hmm. hmm. Dot, dot, dot. Could this be my mom? Or do we have an inconsistent technical issue? That's what Aaron called it. Hmm. And I said, it could possibly be your mother communicating to you. Entities and spirits have a way of doing that. Just doing the most minute things without like, 
being full on full body mm. apparition. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's certain messages that even our spirit guides, guardian angels hint out if you just call to them. Mm. It could be as simple as, you know, messages through songs that just randomly play on your radio. But I believe it could be, you know, someone from the other side probably telling you, hey, wake up. There's been like a story, like stories and, you know, observations of people who would tell me like if you wake up at a specific time each night that means that something's trying to tell you something like your spirit guys are trying to tell you if you keep on waking up at 2 30 every night the same hour every different night then that means that they're trying to tell you something Mm. so maybe it's the spirit of her mom trying to tell her hey go send your kids to get their teeth checked Mm -hmm. or maybe you know next time you need to go to bed early stop watching tv Mm -hmm. stop watching I'm gonna, need, so late at night. I'm gonna need spirit guides not to wake me up ever. Really? I don't care what you're trying to tell me, unless you're the ghost of Rock Hudson himself. Oh. Do not wake me up. Oh yeah. I'm busy sleeping. Mm-hmm. You don't mess with our sleeping no. cycle, please. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's one of my opinions mm. on this whole matter. It could be also a technical issue. Sure. But what I always tell people is to never 100% pan, pan out to paranormal. Just start keeping a journal. Yeah. That's what I always tell people. You know, it's kind of inconclusive to, you know, decide whether or not it is linked to something paranormal. Just start keeping a journal. Just start writing it down. The time, the date, what happened, and just keep a log on, on it yeah. as well. And if you have enough courage maybe try lighting some Palo Santo to make communication. If it is family related or not. But other than that, you know, that's all I, you know, I would suggest to do. Yeah. All right. Now you have another one. This is from Michelle. Hey girl. Um, hi, I have been binge listening to your podcast and j'adore. That's right. French. Ooh, you sound fancy. (laughs) So fancy. Especially Mm -hmm. the soapbox rants. Well, then you're going to love, this last episode we recorded, because God, do I go on a bunch. <laughs> you're welcome, Michelle. She's like, I actually take it back. This was in April, and you're a nightmare. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Uh, I just listened to episode 32 and felt a comment or two was in order. I lived in Brea, California from age three to my mid to late 20s, and my family still lives there, and I visit often. When I was young, my mom would take me out to Chino Hills to see the horses and livestock, essentially a free petting zoo. God, that is the most country thing ever, and mm-hmm. I used to do that too. Get it. Uh, we would drive through Sleepy Hollow, a small hippie outpost in the 80s, on our way to Chino Hills. I always had an eerie feeling going through there. I'm super sensitive to spirits, especially was as a child. There used to be a hot springs and a spa out there too. Carbon Canyon Road is such a beautiful stretch of road that it makes you feel like you've left the city behind, and that land is still owned by oil companies, so it hasn't yet been developed. If I had a dollar for every time I saw something someone unexpected, I could go on a long European vacation. <laughs> Love it. Um, excuse me. Toward the beginning of the road in Brea, there is a turnout and a historical plaque stating that the creek that runs there was a camping place for Portola and 60 men in 1769. At the time, the area was a vibrant village of Native Americans and probably not ancient sacred burial ground. Please don't blame us for all hauntings. Ain't no Indian got time for all that haunting. That's hilarious. (laughs) Ain't no Indian got time for that. I'm telling you, you gotta stay busy in the afterlife. Seriously. Um, Have an agenda. Yeah. Once a man shot himself in a car by the memorial in the 2000s. I don't remember the exact year. We just so happened to be driving on the road a few times that same day, and I kept freaking out because the car really bothered me. The car and the man were soon found by the police. Oh, that's sad. 
On the side of the road, down the embankment, there are slash were remains of cars that went off the road and then were never recovered. I just looked up the road online and there are so many articles about fatal accidents and suicides on that road, plus a claim that it is the most haunted road in California. How could it not be? Agreed. I don't know about all that or a new rumor that there is a secret government lab doing horrible genetic experiments on animals and humans. Once the lab was shut down, they let loose all the test subjects. <laughs> Hilarious. But I do know I've seen some pretty scary and startling things, including hitchhikers who disappear as you drive past and people wandering the road when the moon is really bright and full. True story. Gross. Ugh. If you ever visit the road, don't forget... I will never visit this road. Let me be very clear. <laughs> Cross it off the maps. Map quest somewhere else. If you ever visit the road, don't forget to visit Sparta Cemetery. No. Just north of Brea Canyon Road. My husband and his friends would hang out there and party late at night, and they have plenty of creepy stories to tell. Oh, no. Is that a thing that people do in, like, in country? Hang out in cemeteries? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I never did because I was too scared. Well, I shouldn't say anything. I was hanging out in the cemetery with Craig Owens last week, Hilarious. so there you go. Like, is that with, something? It is. Yeah. Um, and there is also a swimming hole around there. Gotta park in business parking lot and walk a bit. That's a pretty spooky, too. Two more side notes. Number one, my parents' house in Brea is super haunted, and my best friend was the ghost of... Oh, no. Was the ghost of a little boy my mom used to see in our backyard. Sure, that's not a reason to move. You're right. You should stay there. (laughs) That whole area was once orange groves and both... And before that, uh, native villages. So much activity all over that area. God, orange groves are so fucking haunted. They are. It's because they're like... Something in the citrus? Maybe. The vitamin C keeps the ghost strong. Good point. But I think it's honestly just that it's easy to murder someone in a grove because the trees absorb the sound. Exactly. And they're so massive that they'll never find it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Thought about that a lot. Anyway, (laughs) number two, my husband's grandmother lived on Hubbard Street in East L.A. right across the street from where Richard Ramirez was captured. Oh, my God. Yes. The house that has the hauntings of the teen boy. I'm sorry. The house that the hauntings of the teen boy occurred in was completely renovated and upscaled after the capture when the family received the reward money. Could that be the reason that they had to move for a while? And with all the newfound wealth, the dad did start to party again, but Grandma Rosa had nothing but nice things to say about the family. And no me tocas. Michelle, I bit my tongue. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I bite your tongue yeah, when you're talking about apparently. Hubbard Street. Yes, and that is from Michelle. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, she um, wrote this to us after our Richard Ramirez yes. and the Ryan family mm-hmm. episode. So, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of little stories like this that, you know, circulate and exist in and around and outside of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, you do have a good observation and opinion like about orange groves. I mean, that's the same thing that happens in Florida, too. Oh, my God, yes. There's a lot of crimes and even bodies that are like dumped there. And also just the like low-key oppression of migrant workers. That mm-hmm. energy. Is oh, being, yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've talked about many times before, mm-hmm. energy is really strong. You, it's easy to create and pretty much a bitch to get rid of. You can't. And the wood of the tree is such an absorbent, earthy material. Like, it's all... It absorbs everything like the stage Mm -hmm. of a theater that's made out of wood. You just... It just absorbs everything yeah. like we said uh, orange grove no yeah. well thank you so much michelle Yay, no me so this one here is from sandra Hi. and this is a really sweet one so she says evening we were just listening to your listeners stories Aww. tonight thank you we hope you listen to this one must say we have um 
we have enjoyed all of your podcasts. Aww. I have a transgender son who adores Bryce. Oh, my that's family. Fine. I wanted to cry today. It's <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> Hold on, you you gonna cry? No, I'm. You're good. crying to this cup. Yeah, really. <laughs> my family has always been into the paranormal. We have a great aunt who was from Mexico who used to do voodoo. The funny part of the story is my mother was too young to understand that. She found the dolls and was pulling the pins out of each doll. Oh, my God. It is still a family. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Just like, <laughs> that is, a pin. That's such chaos. And I could just imagine, like, what doll was associated to what person. Oh, my God. Like, why is my back so sore? <laughs> yeah. It is still a family joke about the poor people she affected doing that. <laughs> <laughs> because of my great aunt, I have always been very cautious about who gets pics of me and my twins. People may not believe, but had too much happen in my life. Mm. My mother was very young when she was when she had my sister and I. We were living in Fountain, Colorado, because my father was stationed in Fort Carson. She had a close friend who was killed. My mom told us the story more than once. She was home alone with us as babies, and she heard a knock on the door. When she went to check, she saw no one was there. After she sat back down, she heard another knock, looked to see who it was, and again saw nobody. A third knock came, but this time she heard, Livia, let me explain. This was the voice of her friend who passed away. That is just the tip of the iceberg. My mother and myself have had multiple things happen with the paranormal. Fortunately, I have not seen or felt anything around my children. Thank God. I've told them that it would not be uncommon for them to experience what their abuela and I have. I don't fear the other side. It is a Mm. part of life. I have been choked by unexplained things in my sleep. Oh my God. Wow. I try to instill... I mean, me too, but I'm single in LA. Like, it's going to (laughs) happen. You just got to roll with those punches. Damn it. Hi, Yeah, I know. It's fine. (laughs) Just love us or hate us, guys. This is how we are. This is how we are. (laughs) Real, real gems. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I try to instill in my kids to respect the unknown because... It isn't always bad. Mm -hmm. If you use the story, please use a little identifying information. I have one child who embraces our destiny and one who hides it. Mm. Keep up the great work, Sandra. I love that. That's amazing. And that's so amazing that you also keep a close eye on your children when Mm -hmm. it comes to the spirit world. And coming from, you know, a place like Mexico, Mm. I really admire the people in that country and how they look and approach spirituality. Yeah. I really do. There is a good side and bad side and they love and respect both the honor, the good side mm-hmm. as we've seen in Dia de los Muertos. I literally watched Coco four times in the office yesterday. My you boss cried was, all four times, right? It was on mute so I like wasn't really watching it but Aww. my boss was like, I want like Halloween type movies on during October and I was like, great, you don't have to tell me twice but all the <laughs> Halloween movies on Netflix are like horror movies. Like, well, it looks like we're watching Coco on repeat. <laughs> it's so sweet it is very very sweet and that's great that you know you tell them you know mm. tell your children how to embrace it but also how to respect it and I love it too that she's like one embraces it and one kind of doesn't like we all have to find our own path you know yeah we all have to like come to terms with like what we actually believe and what works for us and mm-hmm. I love that that's amazing Ah, Sandra like good on you it sounds like your family's like 
yeah super cool and chill and i, I love know. that i'd love to hear we'd love to hear more of your tales that was a very very beautiful story yeah. very scary but i love your approach with the spiritual world and the paranormal mm. good job and that's all it is it's just educating yourself you know it, with the paranormal it's mm. not just all bad in my opinion there's good and bad you have to respect both mm-hmm. and you know when you think of like the spiritual world when you think of death you know there they honor it here it's just a business mm-hmm. unfortunately you know that's how i look at it like the u.s treats it like it's a fucking business like everything else death is a business mm-hmm. it's not something that's honored and not looked at as something good you know death is a part of life it's also a transition and that's mm-hmm. how you know people of mexico and other cultures like respect it i was gonna say i think it is very cultural too i loved sandra what you said of just like you know that the, I'm not. I don't fear it. It's a part of life, and that is not a like United States value. No, it's very. The two are separate, black and white. Yeah. Like something to be feared. Uh huh. I mean, I think that again, like you said recently, that like fear is the root of so many things, and like when you're afraid of death, it creates like the ways that people are really like horrible in life. I think is to like try and beat death. The way right. they gain power, the way they gain money, mm-hmm. it's all stemming from that fear of death. Like, what legacy will I leave? And when I think you embrace that, like, death isn't something to be feared, it's something to be, like, embraced, and it's just, like, another part of your actual life, it, I think, frees you in a way. It does. I agree. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. Next story I have here is by Meredith Garcia. Hi. Here, if you want to read that one. Um, on episode 35, you talk about your TV turning on by itself. Yes. Oh, that's so funny because we were just saying just which episode. Kind of funny. Uh, it's episode 35, and I definitely knew that, and I didn't need Meredith's help. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we did. Yeah. Meredith, you're, like, you're our assistant for this episode. Please call me immediately. Thank you. <laughs> I have some questions. I have had experience with our TV changing the station by itself. I asked my husband if it ever happened to him, and he said, no, you must just be messing with the remote, or you're sitting on it and not realizing it or whatever you're watching is over and a new show has started. I told him so many times that I would know if I was doing any of the things he was saying was the answer. Men do love having like only rational. That is my husband. Yeah. 100%, even though shit happens to him all the time. He's like, no, that was the wind. I'm like, oh, that the wind touched your shoulder. It tapped your shoulder. Uh Yeah, it did. Okay, go ahead. I always think about that one episode of Parks and Rec. (laughs) <laughs> where Anne is pregnant and Chris Traeger is just like trying to be so helpful and be like, okay, like I'll fix it. Okay, like I'll fix it. Okay. Right. And she's like, finally, the, like the talk is like, just sit there and tell her like, that sucks. Just yeah. sit there and listen and just say, that sucks. And she's like, thanks. Like, I really appreciate you listening to me. Like, just say that that sucks. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That sucks. It doesn't Babe, have to be I was any of those reasons. from the bed to yeah. the floor. That sucks. Yeah, like that's okay. the wind. Okay. <laughs> You're sitting on the room. I would know. I would know. I would know. Anyway, your husband sounds lovely. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Meredith's like, how dare they? Anyway, um, the thing that was funny about it was that whenever the TV station would change by itself, it always went to the, ta- oh no, it always went to the same TV station, the Catholic station. Nope, don't like that. I do not like that. I kept telling him that I know that his mother was trying to make contact with him because my mother is also passed, but she's not a Catholic. So it only makes sense that it would be his mother. Then one night we were eating dinner, not even near the TV nor the remote, and 
the TV changed on its own to the Catholic TV station. He could not deny what had just happened. Not too much later, with a time I met the person who became my mentor, she helped me open up the abilities and gifts that I have. Anyway, we connected with his mother and I asked her if she was doing that and she said that yes, that was the reason the reason that she was using the TV was that the that was the only way she could get his attention. That was funny because turning off the TV, you're switching his child would be one of the only things that would make him pay attention that something else was going on in the room besides him out of the TV. Also, I absolutely loved your podcast. I love you both. That's very sweet. Uh, you play off each other so well, and you have very interesting topics. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, and please don't ever stop with the podcast. Me. Uh, signed Meredith. That's so sweet. That is very sweet. Just like mm. we explained it, uh, before, like I feel like, you know, if there is a spirit of a loved one that is coming back to make communication, they'll figure out a way to do that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like nowadays it'll most likely be with your phones and electronics since Oof. we're we're slaves to our phones and our electronics. Yeah. The majority of us are. I feel. Yeah. So in a way, I feel like, yeah, the best way they can communicate and gently communicate with you is through a TV. They're going to do so. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I mean, we're staring at some kind of screen all day. So we are. Love that. I journey. feel like within another two decades, like we're gonna have these like millennial ghosts eventually. Like all of a sudden, my iPhone turned on. Yeah. All of a sudden, it started texting me these like cryptic text messages. Like, mm-hmm. you yeah. see like a you know image of a young millennial with a top knot, a messy bun, nah. you know, glasses. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dream. Pumpkin spice latte. Ooh, that is the dream. That is the dream. Get me one from uh-huh. Starbucks, please. Thank you. I'll invite you for that one. Uh, Thank you so much, Meredith, for that you. story. And here's another one from Abby Reos. Well, she responded to the last listener's tale. And um, she writes, Girl, oh my God, Patton is right by my house. And we're talking about the hospital. Remember that gentleman mm-hmm. that came in and cleaned her carpets? And I asked him if he had a ghost story. He's like, oh, my God, I had that haunted mm-hmm. hospital story. So I think it was Patton. Aww. And she goes on to say, like, Patton's right next to my house. I've actually been there. I'm in um, state service, and I've been trying to get a job there forever. It's actually a hospital slash prison for the criminally insane and still is in service. It's like a small village you can drive through. Side note, Betty Page was sentenced there at one point. It is also very, very haunted. My husband and I went there. I can't imagine why. My husband and I went there on a date, and it's a total trip scene. (laughs) Sorry. It's a total trip seeing all the inmates feet away from you inside the gate. Wow. I love to go to a date. That's a good first date. (laughs) I know. All eyes looking at you, girl. Oof, so um, she goes on to, to write, So originally it was a huge gothic style asylum. It was torn down except for a few parts of the original building, which still stand. They rebuilt it right after in the early 1900s on the same grounds. Once it was back in operation, they transferred patients from other state hospitals in Northern California, such as um, Atascadero, where Edmund Kemper was held after he killed his grandparents. Small, freaking pair world. Now the grounds are littered with thousands of unmarked graves of patients who died while incarcerated at Patton Hospital, Mm. which is likely why there is 
so much paranormal activity. I did not have any personal experiences while I was there, but we did go on Thanksgiving morning and it was a very busy time due to family visitations on the property. One of my coworkers worked there for a few years along with her mom and she claims the laundry room is very, very active. Mm. Laundry carts get moved around and people feel like they're being watched. They get a sense of uh, feeling uneasy. She told me when she worked there, one of the patients would watch her through a window daily while she worked and turns out he was incarcerated for chopping up and eating his ex-girlfriend. Not sure if you've ever been to San Manuel Casino, but it's about two miles from there. They also have a small museum Sorry, they also have a small museum at the entrance of the compound. I'm sure I'm missing a lot of points, but you guys should check it out. It's really exciting. I would love to hear an episode on this place. I've been obsessed with this place for many years. Damn. That is insane. And here are the pictures I'm going to show you real Ooh. quickly of the Snapchat she sent us. Of, oh, my God. Yeah, that's for sure haunted. That is low-key haunted. It looks like straight out of that a movie That looks like set. a perfect place for a first date. Yeah. It Abby, also looks like the set of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> you spooky bitch. Yeah. Damn. And then look at this house right here. Like, this is also on the property. It's a small no, little village. Absolutely not. Loki looks like Michael's house. It does. Oh, my God. Terrifying. Oof. Romance. Romance. <laughs> Done. The paranormal way. Yes. Look, if you have a boyfriend or a husband that will go on a date with you at Patton Hospital. Snatch that shit up. More power to you. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Well, those are all of our listeners' Yay, tales, guys. So, so these were collected in the course of six to seven months. Mm-hmm. We've been saving them up for part four this episode. If you guys have a tale that you would love to share, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to share it yes. on our next one, part five, that we'll have yes. in a few months. But we want to say thank you to everyone that's communicated to us, that's listened to yeah, us, that so sent sweet. their stories. Thank you to Two Girls on a Bench. Oh, they're the best. Really Hi. do appreciate that guys thank you so much for doing that and also speaking of scary ghost stories please tune in to our patreon page if you're a patreon if or if you want to become a patreon Mm -hmm. for as little as one dollar or more a month we'll be having saturday night ghost club which will happen two saturdays out of each month we'll be sharing sidewalk stories that i'll collect from people literally off the sidewalk all right, guys. So make sure to please stalk us on Instagram and Facebook at Hollyweird Paranormal. If you have a story that you're dying to share with us, no pun intended, then please email us at HollywoodParanormal at gmail.com. Also stalk us on Twitter. Yes, we do tweets at HWP Podcast. That's on Twitter. And guys, if you have a little time on your hands, just a few seconds, if you can go to our iTunes mm. on Apple, Apple iTunes, just give us a like a like five star rating. It really does help us out. It does. It's you feel so like crazy. you want to rate us four or three stars and go right ahead, but five would be, you know, greatly appreciated, of course. Just like rate us and it helps us indie <laughs> podcasters become a little more visible. Yes. Instead of the invisible, that's a part of the paranormal world, yes. of course. Rate our podcast a five. Rate my ability to read a three or less, <laughs> for sure. Also, please be sure to catch 
David Omen, one of our really good paranormal yes. buddies. Hi. David Omen just released a book called Ghosts of Cielo Drive, The Afterlife of Sharon Tate and the Spirits of the Omen House. You've heard us talk about his house many times. We have have done an episode inside his house. We've had things happen to us that we can't explain. And I've investigated that house for over a year and mm-hmm. I have things that I can't explain. But if you want to learn about one of the most haunted houses in Beverly Hills that is 150 feet away from where the Sharon Tate and yeah Manson murders mm-hmm. occurred, then definitely pick up his book at ghostofcielodrive.com. It goes for $20 with a $5 shipping charge, of course. So that's 25 bucks. You can enjoy some really interesting ghost stories on that. All right, guys, till next time, we'll definitely conjure up a nice juicy spooky Mm -hmm. um, episode for you guys for the month of Halloween. Spooky. Spooky. All right, guys, till next time, remember to stay Holly Weird. Bryce, do you have anything you want to say? Bye. Bye.